1: Show is live ah. from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check 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 it out.
0: Uh the official truck of the Out of Bounds show is the Ram truck from Mack Hike and Flowwood. MACHICFLOWD.com. 1059 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. You guys have been uh, hammering that for years. We love you for it. You can stream it in your house, when you're working out in the morning, uh, in your office. We highly recommend turning it up. If you're at a law firm, CPA firm, some kind of big company, run it through some speakers. Make sure everybody hears it. You'll get a raise. The Out of Bounds radio app, you can stream it anytime, anywhere. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We welcome in our friend Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. NFL Insider, he's got the podcast. They do all kinds of video. And, of course, um, their content on PFF.com is fantastic. Have you missed me, man? Yes.
1: There's like an empty hole on uh, Thursday morning, you know, an emptiness, not, uh, not talking
0: to you every week. Well, I think it's been like four or five weeks since you and I know you you were on with Blake. I, in fact, I don't even know if we've done a hit since we did a hit right after when Blake and I got back. Well, Blake went to Dublin, but I when we got back from Vegas and the NFL draft, I'm not sure we've done a hit since then, but uh, I may have missed one, but I, I know you missed me. And uh, I do appreciate yeah, that. Um, all right, let's start NFL uh, QB discussion. We love it. You love it. Let's nerd out on it. Aaron Rodgers, if he if he finishes his career with only one Super Bowl, but all these NFC Championship games, how would you label? Would you label it disappointed, disappointing, or how would you label that?
1: I think, yeah, I think it's a little disappointing. You know, I think obviously the quarterback. Has the biggest hand in winning. It's it's not it's not just about wins when evaluating the quarterbacks. There are other things at play. But you know when you're talking about the elite quarterbacks, of course, and the four in that era, which is Brady, Manning, Rodgers, and Brees, the guys that um, and now Mahomes, whoever else you want to put in there, uh, whoever else is going to be there. But you're talking about during their era, the elite quarterbacks, and Rodgers is always going to be compared to a Brady and. Um, yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, I think we were saying the same thing about Breeze, right? Like he got his one, but yeah, it's a little disappointing at the end. They had some really good teams, and they they had the ability to maybe sneak one more out of there. And I, I think Rodgers is the state The fact that the Packers have always had a good team around him, uh, maybe not a great team all the time, but they've always had a good enough team, and they just haven't been able to make that second run just yet. So yeah, I think the, I think the second ring definitely. Definitely means a lot as far as the uh, the legacy goes for an elite quarterback like the Rodgers.
0: All right, uh, I think it was Marcus Mosher covers the NFL. He was ranking his QBs. He had Rodgers number one going into this year. Where would you? Ha- where does P? Or where was? Where do you have Rogers? Slash, where does PFF have Rodgers?
1: Yeah, I'm not even sure what we've done as a company as far as the rankings go. I'm sure it's top tier. I mean, I wouldn't put rogers what it depends on what you're viewing it right how you're viewing it i think if you're looking at rogers and saying well he's coming off the of two MVPs, and i don't think he's any worse i get it you could say he's he's number one i mean we actually had brady as a better quarterback than rogers last year from a grading standpoint and from a value standpoint for me it's still mahomes you know it's, it's still like who's the who's the best quarterback going into this year for me it's still patrick mahomes there's a, there's a body of work there um, even with him taking a step back in performance last year, I think Mahomes is the is the guy when you're answering the question, who am I starting a franchise with and all that stuff. Now, I will say, I think the gap is closed. I think last year at this time you say, of course it's Mahomes, right? I mean, it, there's there's not anybody really close, but now I think there are guys that are close. I think you can make arguments for Josh Allen now that he's had two elite seasons, not just the one. And you can make arguments maybe that Joe Burrow's ready to jump into that tier and Hello. Herbert is ready to be in that tier, yeah. I mean that we're we're expanding. I think who the elite quarterbacks are now that we're getting a little bit more information on some of these young guys. But give me Mahomes as my top guy right now, and Brady, of course, you know because he's never going to slow down even at forty-five.
0: <laughs> Steve Palazzolo, pff. dot com, Pro Football Focus on the Corona Premier Guest Line. So, do you think will you think Mahomes could dip a little bit without Tyreek Hill?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I mean I the thing I go back to is um, Alex Smith's two thousand seventeen season. So the year that Mahomes was drafted, and Alex Smith led the league in passer rating and he led the league in deep passing yards. And let's remember who Alex Smith was, right? He was the check down king, you know, the short passing guy, just accurate, game manager type. But because Tyree Kill was so special, him and Travis Kelsey on the field, that was the first time we really saw the extended version of Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey they dragged Alex Smith to the passer rating title and the deep passing yard title if we were given out titles for that, right? And so I think that shows just the impact of those two guys as a one-two punch. And we've never really seen Mahomes without those guys, right? And um, even in even a lot in the last Chiefs win, the divisional round against the Bills, I mean, it really was a little 13, 14-yard pass to kill where he just weaves through the defense for 63 yards and a touchdown, right? Like that was a big part of the, Come back. So, again, not to take anything away from Mahomes. I just said I would take Mahomes over everybody else as far as quarterbacks go. But I think we haven't seen him without Hill and Kelsey, two guys who are the most difficult to cover at their respective positions, have been over the last five plus years. I, I think Mahomes has to take a step back. You know, maybe it's better for him in the long term. Maybe it's better for the Chiefs in the long term. But I do think this offense takes a step back before they take a step forward.
0: All right, what do you make of the AFC West now with Patrick Mahomes? So, so with Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you just missed, mentioned Justin Herbert creeping up the rankings, and Derek Carr, who's not too shabby himself. What do you make of that kind of talent, those four dudes in one division, and can you remember anything like that in the NFL in the last few years?
1: No, I mean it's a, it's incredible. I mean, one time Brady and Manning were in the same division for uh, for a year in 2001. That was but you know, but you don't see that often. Uh, yeah, with all four, it is incredible. And look, the Raiders—they won 10 games last year. They made it to the playoffs. I think they got a little lucky, but they still had a good season last year. And you bring in a Devontae Adams to go with you know, head coach Josh McDaniels, bring in Chandler Jones. It's a loaded division. So, look, I think one of the stories of the NFL this year is that some good teams are going to have average records just because they're going to have to, you know, beat up on each other. Um, I also think all of this talk about how good is Tyree Gill and Devontae Adams and what do they mean for Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff, we're just going to learn a lot about the impact of having that true wide receiver one. You know, like if Derek Carr goes out there and puts up MVP caliber numbers, Which isn't crazy, you know, with with Devontae Adams there, with Darren Waller there, with uh, newly signed or re-signed, paid Hunter Renfro there, the the Raiders have weapons. Derek Carr could go out and put up MVP caliber numbers, and you're going to start to say, okay, what was the missing piece? Well, it was Devontae Adams. Or if Aaron Rodgers' numbers come down a little bit, well, it was Devontae Adams, right? Like, we're going to be able to start getting more information as far as how important those true wide receiver ones really are. But I just think it's going to be tough for the Raiders in that division, even if even if Carr does have a big uh, a big season. I think the Broncos could be so dangerous if Russ is back to where he was before last season. You know, that'll be interesting to see if Russ yeah. has really gotten a little bit older, lost a step. You know, there were definitely some plays where it looked like ah, he's not really breaking free the way he used to. Mm. So, but the Broncos have a really good roster. And I think the Chargers, look at what they did outside of Herbert, you know, bringing in J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, and re signing their receivers. So it's just loaded in the AFC West. I think it's going to be awesome. I still like the Chiefs with what they've done overall, but man, they are going to beat each other up. And some one of those teams is going to have a not so good record. Mm. And people are going to think they're not good, but they're still going to be a pretty loaded team and a loaded roster.
0: That's a good point. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Out of Bounds show. Interesting. So Sean Payton's next team you just referenced, the L.A. Chargers? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Go to com slash O-O-B to get 15% off your first order when you use O-O-B at checkout. Remember to head to com slash O-O-B and use the code O-O-B at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
1: No, he's not going... He's not going to replace Bailey. Yeah, Brandon Bailey's going into. Your oh, I know team he's there. done a
0: good job. I just will they want more if if they're if they're one of the four teams that's still good but misses out at eight and nine or whatever, uh, you know, maybe even nine and eight. I don't know, but but I, if Sh- I mean Sean's on the market, he's, he's the big fish, right?
1: Well, I thought he was going to be your Cowboys head coach next year. See, I don't, I, that was the point.
0: I, I, I I get that whole tie and the fact that, you know, Sean Payton coached under Parcells and all that, but I don't think Sean wants any part of, of Steven and Jerry Jones telling him what he has to do, do on the personnel side.
1: That's certainly possible. I mean, look, the, the, there was also the rumor that they were trying to get him in Miami, right? Payton sure. and Jay and the whole, that whole thing. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Chargers would be the team to answer that question. I don't know if the Chargers would be the fit. That would be intriguing with Herbert there and I mean, getting an offensive-minded head coach okay. around Justin well, Herbert. But Sean uh, to Arizona. I'm not sure that would be the fit for Peyton. Mean. Yeah, so that's another intriguing one. I mean, Arizona is a tough one to peg, right, because at a high level they've gotten better every year under Cliff Kingsbury. But the way it's happened the last two years in particular when they've collapsed in the second half, right, last year there were 7-0, they get into the playoffs, have a, just a lay just a, an egg against a dud against the Rams. In the year before, they started out great, and they uh, and they tapered off. So, it could be the the last chance for Cliff Kingsbury to show that they have to take a really big step forward and maintain it throughout the whole season. And then there's a decent foundation there, obviously, if they sign Kyler Murray, and I think that would be intriguing for Sean Payton, right, to have have your franchise quarterback and not have to deal with. You know, trying to find the next guy. Arizona could be an intriguing spot if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't take a, another step forward as a coach.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all about Sean Payton of Dallas. I just don't think he would ever work under those two in that capacity. I could be wrong. But uh, I mean, that'd be great because that would mean that Dak Prescott would be going to, you know, the NFC championship game at least. And, you know, if you get there, then. You
1: know, boom. I, I was doing recently in uh, my research was was actually researching how well teams had drafted in recent years and how well the PFF draft board would have drafted and uh, long story short if NFL teams had drafted using the PFF draft board they would they would be doing better since 2015 I'll just say that but the one team that was an outlier and better than the rest was the Saints the Saints have been the best drafting team as far as hit rate as far as avoiding bad players and all that. And I really think it speaks to, it's not just Mickey Loomis there, it's Jeff Ireland, it's Sean Payton. Like, they have a system there that has been really, really good as far as evaluating players, targeting their guys, getting the guys that they, that they want there. And, and that's intriguing, right? Like, you take Sean Payton out of that equation, how much is he a factor there, and how much power would he want in that equation, right? So using that Cowboys example, Whereas, you know, Stephen Jones has final say or Gary Jones has final say. But the Saints have that really good track record from a player evaluation standpoint.
0: Okay. Well, they've lost their fastball, though. I, I don't think that they can overcome losing Sean and Drew. So, um, yeah. How I mean, how that, do you
1: factor? That, it doesn't matter how well you draft if you don't have a quarterback.
0: Exactly. So.
1: Exactly. Hey, how do
0: you factor in? Okay, so the NFL, you know, everybody somewhat is even, I mean, starts out even. I mean, I get that there's some rosters that are better, but man, I mean, just on Sundays, who knows? Um, So how do you factor in someone like Sean Payton and, you know, I guess McVay and Reed and some others that have the ability to elevate their QBs just a little bit, but just a little bit in the NFL is like a giant step forward. So you know how how much better could Sean make Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? It's just a little bump. Yeah,
1: I, I think. Yeah, and I think the head coaches who are able to do that are probably as rare as the as the true elite quarterbacks, right? I mean, just there's not there's not a history. Like not every coach is going to make their guys better. There's 32 coaches. There's probably only a handful that truly move the needle in that sense. Uh, much like there's only a handful of quarterbacks that are just, you know, you're, they can go take over a game regardless of who's uh, around them. Um, so, there, you know, Andy Reid has a, a track record there, and Sean Payton has a track record, and Sean McVay. Like, when you look at McVay and just how much of a disaster the Rams were before he got there, and then how consistently good they've been since he's been there, and then you throw Matthew Stafford, Again, for me, it's just more information, right? You saw Matthew Stafford before, and you saw him with McVay in in that situation, and things got better. But I think there's a handful of coaches, and I've done this exercise before, right, which is if you could pick just QBs and coaches, how far down the list before you pick the first coach? And I really think it's probably, at any given time, seven, eight, maybe ten quarterbacks you'd want to take first, and then you start taking the coaches, right? There's a point where the coach probably – makes a bigger impact on your team than the quarterback. I, I think the quarterback, though, at an elite level, makes the bigger impact. The Brady going to Tampa Bay example, though, I think is, again, the cleanest data point, right? Absolutely. He Bill Belichick. He goes and wins a championship with Bruce Arians. But there's a cutoff, right? At some point after QB 8 or QB 10, give me Andy Reid or Sean Payton or Belichick, right, as a coach, whoever that is, that's going to elevate the team more than the quarterback, because the quarterbacks start to become more interchangeable. So so all that said, I, again, I don't know that Mike McCarthy has a track record of elevating what he has. He's been around good teams, um, but Peyton's elevated, right? He's done a good job of winning with or without threes. He's done a good job of building a yeah. roster, as I said, It um, certainly seems to be in that bucket where if you did add him to Dallas or add him to Arizona, it could be the difference. That puts them over the top, given their talent level.
0: He is Steve Palazzolo on the Corona Premier Guest Line, NFL Insider, pff.com, pro football focus. uh, If you could hire any coach, Sean included, uh, sitting out a year for TV or any of the active guys, you get the pick. Who would you hire today? Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
1: Hmm. Everybody's supposed to say Bill Belichick, right? No. You're supposed to say Bill no. Belichick. But I don't, I think it'd be Andy Reid. I, I think Andy Reid has the cleanest track record of making the most of every quarterback, so that's where you want to start. Um, he's gotten over the hump recently, but helped by Mahomes. I think Sean Payton would certainly be up there.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, for younger for younger coaches, I would look at maybe Mike Rabel's a couple of years away, I think, from maybe being in that discussion. He's you know, done think, a fantastic job. Become, yeah, he reminds me of Mike Tomlin in that, you know, Rabel's been throwing a few curveballs the last couple of years with injuries, especially last year, the injuries and everything that they've done. And it didn't make sense, but the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year after all that they dealt with. And they won some big games. I think Rabel's really close to maybe being in there, but it might not show up in championships. You know, he, I don't know if they're going to win a championship with Ryan Tannehill in, in that roster. But like Mike Tomlin, it doesn't matter if you have Duck Hodges at quarterback, they're still going to find a win-win games or at least be 500 or elevate what they have. So I think Grable's close. Um, I don't know if McVay's in that top five for me. Um, I think it's a, a holistic system over there. That's pretty good with the Rams and, and McVay is just a part of it.
0: Okay. Less needs kind of a freak kind of the whole group collectively. Okay. Um, Steve Palazzolo, yeah, yeah, everything the
1: they do is just, uh, forward, forward looking, I'd say.
0: Yeah. I guess from Stan Kroenke down to less down to McVay, kind of a, a group effort. Fair enough. Um, Let's. You mentioned the Tennessee Titans in Vrabel, and I like him too. I think you're you're going down the right path, but they'll probably have to upgrade at QB. Um, would you have moved on from AJ
1: Brown? No, uh, no. Agree. I, I uh, Agree. I am a. Tra- I, I like the shiny objects. You know. Yeah. <laughs> really um, yeah. Not not running back shiny objects, you know, <laughs> but wide receiver one shiny objects, I think. And I, you know when, when Tennessee was right there was a point where it's like all right go ahead try to stop Derek Henry, try to stop AJ Brown. Um, and the thing I always come back to is Ryan T- again this, this is just what does the, what's the data like what's the evidence telling us? The evidence is saying before Ryan Tannehill got to Tennessee he was like a slightly above average quarterback. He was a good NFL quarterback. He became a very good NFL quarterback in his three years in Tennessee. And I think some people say, well, yeah, he has Derrick Henry. He got the running game. But I think it's been A.J. Brown. I think it's the fact that A.J. Brown is there. He's got a guy to throw the ball down the field to. He has a guy that can take over games. We've seen him take a 15 yard, you know, the same thing I said about Tyreek Hill 15 yard, you know, catch turns into 85 and a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Brown won that Ravens game for them single handedly. I believe it was last year, two years ago, when he just ran through the defense with eight Forsmith tackles on two catches. You know, when you have a guy that has take over the game potential, and then it, and then it opens up everything else. I mean, I want that guy on my team, and then I'll figure out the rest of my receiving core. I'll I'll pay him the money and I'll figure it out, um, and try to make it really difficult on defenses to stop us. So yeah, i I would take the shiny object. I would take him, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, all day.
0: And so Dallas doesn't them. the cow. How much time do I, I got? A couple of minutes, um. The Cowboys don't have a number one. I mean, CD may, I mean, he's really good, but if you're talking number one with guys' names that you just dropped, the Cowboys don't don't have a number one. And you are a big proponent that you desperately need a number one the majority of the time to accomplish what you want in the postseason. Am I right or wrong?
1: Well, I mean, it's not that you only. I, would, I just wouldn't trade my receiver one if I had one. I, I don't think you have to go crazy to get one. I, I like the way Dallas has built their receiving core. Now, I'm also of the mind that they're better with Amari Cooper than not. You know, I think they're better when it's Amari Cooper plus CD Lamb plus Michael Gallup. Um, I, I think it'll still be good. CD Lamb, Michael Gallup to bring in James Washington, draft Jalen Tolbert, but I'm a believer in either receiver one that defenses have to truly account for or or having four. Very good receivers, and that includes tight ends, right? Four to five really good pass catchers, uh, where you have answers every single week because defenses can adjust, and you need to be able to adjust and have guys who can get open and win. And uh, so I don't think I think Dallas has taken a step back, but they've also had one of the best receiving cores in the league over the last couple of years. And they've done it, however, you, whatever you believe about Amari Cooper, he might not be the 15th or 20th best receiver in the league, but he's close. And CD Lamb's probably in that range and Gallup's probably the best complimentary receiver in the league. So uh, they've been fine. Um, there'll just be a little bit more pressure, I think, this year on Lamb, on Gallup, and then that third guy to emerge, whether it's to Tolbert, James Washington, Dalton Schultz, of course, a tight end or whoever else might need to emerge.
0: And, of course, you love that $90 million contract with Zeke Elliott, right? Because you're a big proponent on dumping a bunch, <laughs> yeah, of, bunch of money on that, the running backs?
1: That's wonderful, yeah. Okay yeah when you're when the backup running back more efficient than the 90 million dollar contract that's uh it's not a good sign <laughs> that is not good that tony pollard's been a better more efficient running back than zeke elliott and i think zeke's really good he's a really good running back he is it's, you just can't pay that kind of money for a running back there. mr
0: mr second nate or second none zeke elliott all right uh what do you real quick i've got one minute or less what are you doing this weekend
1: Oh, what am I doing this? So I got a wedding to go to Nice. Night, and then um, I told my family I just want to watch the U.S. Open on Father's Day. That's all I want to do. Ah, just that... want to watch the U.S. Open.
0: I'm with you. Go in ahead. my
1: old hometown, out, up in Boston.
0: Oh yeah, Brooklyn. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, so just uh, drink a couple of cold beers and en- enjoy the uh, U.S. Open. All right, cool. So is it just you and you and the wife, it's or you bringing last. your eight kids to the wedding?
1: Oh no, just me and my wife. And we actually got away last weekend. We we had uh, the parents came in and watched the kids. It was great. Oh was man, really weird that's awesome. You'll around. have to
0: tell us about that, that next week. All right. Well, enjoy the wedding yeah. and and Father's Day and the U.S. Open, and we'll we'll talk next week. Appreciate it, buddy.
1: Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you,
0: dude. Steve Palazzolo. This is his favorite show to go on. We know that. This is where legends are born and made. Out of Bounds, ESPN One Hundred down The Zone. Steve joined us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. I didn't know this, but Mud Bugs is going one more week. So, Corona Premier and crawfish or shrimp? Mud Bugs, Mud Bugs, Mud Bugs. Two locations in Rankin County. Rez and Brandon. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Hour number three of this crazy show coming up next. Blake Scott and Bo Bounds.